Hello, my friends. This is Andy Hedia coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California with the Living Fearless Devotional. Yes, you can find this podcast and all of our other content on resurrectministry.com. That's with a Y. It's not a plural. And you can find a, hopefully some other great resources on there if you are far from Christ or just beginning your walk with him or even have been a follower for a long time and just want additional resources for how you could uh, draw closer to Christ in your relationship. Please um, look at the resources we have on the website and all the other content that we create ourselves. You can also drop us a line. We love to hear from you, whatever it may be about, a comment, a prayer. Uh, we're happy to hear from our um, friends and new people that come across the website. And also, if you're interested in partnering with us, you could donate um, at any amount, <laughs> whatever you'd like to contribute. <laughs> whatever you feel comfortable with. Thousand dollars, twenty-five thousand dollars. It's all. It's all. It's all it's good. All the same. It's you know inflation. $25. Oh, twenty-five dollars. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking inflation. Yeah, but I guess not. It's okay. Nobody's watching anyway. <laughs> They'll hear the thousands of people that download it. Oh yeah, our podcast. I always forget about our podcast. Yeah, I, know. I am so sorry. I will remember y'all. Um, it's just easy to remember the people that are watching because they send us a little messages and comments i, I always got my mind you, on the podcast you do you're a podcast lover yes yes that's awesome all right we're reading from uh charles spurgeon morning by morning and uh today is one of my pet peeves and so <laughs> we're gonna get through this uh and i'll try not to bring up too many of them but um it's uh, september 20 uh, september 6th oh, wow i almost went to the 20th um the reference is philippians 2 14 16 and you know, when it gets to that poem part, I want you to read that poem part because it sounds so much more poetic when you say it. Okay. All right, that's towards the end. So here we go. Um, the reference again is Philippians 2, 14 through 16 that says, do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure. Children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation oh. in which you shine like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life. Charles says in this devotional, light is used to reveal things. Thus, a Christian's light should shine so brightly that a person could not know him even one week without also knowing the gospel. A believer's conversation should be such that those around him should clearly perceive who, whose he is, whom he serves, and should see the image of Jesus reflected in his daily actions. Light is used for guidance. We are to help those around us who are in the dark, holding forth the word of life to them. We are to point sinners to the Savior and the weary, to the divine place of rest. When people read the Bible but fail to understand it, we should be ready, like Philip, to instruct the inquirer, inquirer, inquirer I don't know why I have trouble with that word, of the meaning of God's word, the way of salvation and the life of godliness. Light is used for warning, just as a lighthouse warns sailors of a rocky coast. Christians should know there are many false lights all around the world, and therefore the, the right light is needed as a warning. Satan's army of destruction is everywhere, tempting the ungodly to sin in the name of pleasure. They shine the wrong light, thus it is our job to shine the true light on every dangerous rock. We must point out each sin and its consequences, so we may be innocent of the blood of all men. 
shining as lights in the world. Light has a cheering influence, and so must Christians. That's a good point. A believer should be a comforter, having kind word on the, his lips and sympathy in his heart. He should take sunshine wherever he goes and spread happiness all around. Gracious spirit, dwell with me. I myself would gracious be. And with words that help and heal, would your life and mine reveal. And with actions bold and meek, would for Christ my Savior speak. Mm, nice. That was a good poem from Thomas Toke Lynch. Um, have you ever heard of Thomas Toke Lynch? No. Neither. <laughs> That's a nice poem. Yes. It fits perfectly in this devotional. It does. Uh, so what speaks to you in this devotional right off the bat? Well, I, I love all the explanations of light, mm. especially shining onto a dangerous rock to let the ungodly know they're about to stumble. I think it also goes for helping the godly know that they could stumble from the dangerous rock, mm. uh, whether it's the discussions we have about yoga or, you know, inappropriate friendships or relationships that could become dangerous. Whatever it may be is, is also helping one another pointing out what could be dangerous. Mm. And I just love the beginning part where he says that we should all, our lives, our speech should so reflect Jesus uh, that everyone knows who we are and what we're about. That everyone should perceive who he, whose he is and whom he serves. <laughs> yes. Right? Whose he is. Uh, and it, if you really take this seriously, then you'd be really, we, not you, anyone would be very careful about what they say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because really it's about what are our words a comfort? Do they bring joy? Are they righteous? Are they used for guidance? It, now the verse is about do not engage in, uh, in idle or vain talk make even more sense to me. Mm -hmm. Because this idle. Idle, like just nonsense mm. that doesn't edify, that doesn't help, that doesn't do anything positive. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily profane. Profane for right. sure we know we're not supposed to do, but idle and vain talk. Yeah. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Lisa. Nice to see you. Lisa says. This reminds me of a song you might know because you were Catholic. In folk mass, we used to sing, they know we are Christians by our love. By our love, yes, they will know we are oh, Christians yeah. by our love. <laughs> yes, wow, you just brought back. You remember your childhood? Remember, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you bring out the, the hymnal. Hymnal. What's that? Hymnal is the book that has all the hymns. Ah, okay. <laughs> Makes sense. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so funny that this devotional comes up today. I mean, I for one, I I just people complaining kind of is a little oh, thing that irritates makes, my makes Andy a little bit nutty. A little complaining. I mean, especially like here where we live, like I know we live in California. That's there. There should be a lot to complain about. <laughs> but just like every day is like, oh, you know, you're saying, what are you complaining about? I mean, it's just it's just madness. And so um, I get on the kids about how difficult something might be or, you know, that it's, you know, that it's a what temperature or, you know, just it just I just want to just say, let's just go to Africa you know, the deepest, darkest areas of Africa or South America and see how people live. And I, and it just frustrates me that sometimes they can still find ways to complain in a, in a life that actually is fairly comfortable. So that, that part of it, the, the issue with being a light also 
uh, when it comes to the kids too. And, and, and us, I try to make sure too, and I fail, uh, obviously every so often, but it's, uh, calling the other kids names, um, really it kind of causes me to lose my temper. Let's <laughs> go. Well, if you, because I, I just had this discussion with my son just seconds ago, he was calling us one of his friends, a name over the, the game they were playing. And I had a mute, uh, which I shouldn't have had a mute. I should have had his friend listen to me, you know, berate my son, but it, it's what it is. If you're doing something in a, in a, in a home where you know that I do not allow that kind of talk with your siblings or with your friends and you're doing it. Uh, my, my question, my question was to him was what, what is it you do when you're not around when you're at school or when you're at somebody else's house or you're on, I don't want to say the playground because it's in high school, but you know, at lunchtime, and I go, I really want you to think about this. If, if you do this here and you know that I don't like it, what I, how can I trust you that you'll use your words and be the light that I always tell you to be before I drop you off. I say, be the light, be a leader. Uh, what is it that, and I go, now you make me wonder what it is that's going on. And he kind of looked at me like, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't do that. I go, okay, son. <laughs> but, um, and I, but I really do, I think even more, th that's how I felt even when I was agnostic, you know, in my business and things like that, that I always told people to be the light. When you answer the phone, have a smile on your face. That was always, they got tired of hearing it all the time. But I said, um, you know, that would be my instructions to the, the secretary or the people that were working the desk where the phone calls would come in. I said, I don't care what kind of mood you're in. When you answer the phone, you answer with a smile on your face because people can hear your smile when you answer the phone. Yeah. And they go, I know, I know, we'll, we'll do that. <laughs> Hi, Falco Canine Academy. And I said, see, it just sounds different when you're smiling uh, because you want our business to be the light when they call in the first uh, ex um, experience with you is what they'll remember. So as a Christian, bringing this back to the devotional, that is how we must we must live. And if we can do it at home and make it a practice at home when it's not as easy, because we tend to show a little bit of our, our self, our true self at home, I think if you can get that practice, and again, my message to my son, you have to practice here so that when you're out in the world, you'll be more likely to do it. Am I, am I saying that you're going to be perfect out in the world? No, I'm just saying have good practice. Don't use cuss words. Don't call each other names. Um, you know, try not to get frustrated to the point where you scream and yell at somebody and tell somebody to shut up, that you need to figure out another way to communicate when you're feeling frustrated. Because if you learn how to control yourself here, you'll be more likely to control yourself uh, out there in the real world. And when you get a job and when you're working with people that frustrate you, I had to work with a bunch of cops that uh, apparently didn't like being cops. And I would just tell them, I said, you get paid a lot of money to do what you're doing right now. And it's really cool what you get to do. I don't know how you're complaining about this job, but they would find a way to complain. Um, the, uh, what else was there? Being the light and the, and the poem. So you read the poem way more graciously than I did, but it, can you, can you read it again? And then give me some ideas of what, 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 what the poet, the, the poet is trying to say. Gracious spirit, dwell with me. I myself would gracious be. So if your spirit dwells in me, I'd be a lot more gracious. Mm -hmm. Okay. And with words that help and heal, would your life in mine reveal? You'd give me the words to be a healing and a help to people. And your life would be revealed in me uh -huh. by virtue of that. And with actions bold and meek would for Christ, my savior speak. 
and your actions would motivate what I do because they'd be bold and meek, humble. And therefore my actions would speak of who my savior is. Bold in that being bold enough to share the gospel with people. Or yeah, courageous. Yeah. Whatever, whatever situation you may be in. But being meek in the way humble. of humble. Oh my gosh, I said that to my other son today. This is whole devotional is my whole day. Uh, we were at a new place for, um, uh, he did jujitsu today. We went to a new place. They were doing karate before or martial arts before, and now they're doing jujitsu. And the guy went to Bo and said something like, um, how'd you like it? He goes, yeah, I did pretty good or something like that. And I go, excuse me. <laughs> no, it's just like these things just like hit me like a, a knife. I go, wait a minute. I said, calm down, mister. <laughs> And the instructor goes, whoa, he's pretty confident in himself. I said, yeah. <laughs> I think most of my, my kids are pretty confident in themselves. We have to bring them down a few notches. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that whole that whole look that he gives. You know that yes, look. Yes, I yeah. do. It's a pretty dramatic look for a nine-year-old. I may need to read this devotional um, uh, uh, to all my kids tonight. Um, when we look at pastors, um, that's another thing where we see uh, some pastors have gotten a little full of themselves. Yes. Right? We've been hearing about that a little bit over the last couple of weekends. Yes. I, I think, I think, uh, I, I can't imagine, and I'm going to go back to Chris Ward over at your Belinda Friends Church. I, I don't ever, now he, he could, but I don't see him getting to that point where he's full of himself. He seems to be really humbled in the Lord. Yes. To me. And his message on Sunday was bold, right? And I wonder if that has to do with leadership because uh, leadership responsibilities. Mm. I think the more people you lead and command over, it has a really corrupting influence. So Chris doesn't, you know, his job is to be in the word and to teach it. Right. He doesn't have the administrative uh, power responsibilities that the head pastor does. It's funny you say that because I was thinking. That breeds. Um, oh, I won't, then I won't wish what I was wishing upon him after Sunday's message. No. Saturday's message, but it was Sunday's message. You should be, he's good luck. Like yeah. <laughs> you never know. You never know what power <clears throat> does to people. Yeah, that is true. You, you, yeah, you could, I know the people that I work with uh, at the police department. Again, you can go, they, as, as patrolmen, we were like, like like this and then you know i went off and did some other things and then suddenly they get go up in rank and then suddenly I actually there's one in particular who we used to hang out we actually went on a cruise together and some other stuff and then uh, when he became a lieutenant he just completely stopped talking to me <laughs> wow <laughs> that's dramatic oh my gosh especially with the videos i had of him you would have thought that he would have been a lot nicer to me. Oh, I never used those videos, but <laughs> oh, <laughs> of us in Mexico. Um, yeah, you know that is that 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 um, that position of power. How do you suppose? Now we can bring in Jack, Pastor Jack Hibbs, and all this. How would you suppose that he tends to? I mean, because if anybody should be full of himself, it should be Jack. How do you? How do you think? Is it just? God that keeps them from that, or is there I think other? It's a discipline. Hmm. It's a discipline of uh, not overextending oneself just to have a platform, 
because mm. it was like that comedy we saw on Pure Flix. Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> yes. It was uh, it was taken to an extreme, but because they once pastors start touring the country and getting right. other platforms outside their church and their fame and notoriety increases, it can be a corrupting influence. And and a lot of the pastors that uh, stay local, it's it is a way of keeping them humble because they stay tending to their flock and staying in the word and managing the church and the difficulties that come with managing a church. It's not yeah. easy to go and stand outside and hear hundreds of people's problems every week. That's humbling too. Right. You got to be a really good listener. You have to be very patient. You have to be very gracious. And that in itself is an amazing exercise. Wow. That's my opinion. Yeah, you're right. There is, um, you know, there's a lot of prayer. prayer I think if you're, if you're going into prayer a lot, and I'm just, I'm, again, I'm no prayer expert, but I've learned as I've been learning more about prayer at this ripe old age that I am, um, how powerful it is. Yes. How, how much more important it is to, and again, prayer to me is two things. One, one of them is you're speaking to God, of course. Right. The other one is for me to spend time talking to God. Right. And if I spend time talking to God, I'm spending time talking to, and I know this is hard to believe, but I'm spending time talking to someone who is greater than I. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is extremely important because if I don't, I go back to the old man who I was talking to myself, who I thought was the great one. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Andy, what would you do? What is it? What do you want? Oh, you want a new truck? You want a new BMW? You, we need another house. We need boats. Right? And so I end up talking to myself and go, Yeah, you can do this. Oh, you did it before. You can, you can, you can just simply write another book. You can get on stage. People will, like applaud you. It'll be fantastic. And then they'll start throwing you money. And you see how quickly you could get caught up yeah, in all that stuff absolutely. just on a secular uh, standpoint. But also um, when you think that, you know what, I'm going to do this for God in the beginning. And then you go, I'm going to start doing this for God and Andy. Yeah. I'm going to start using doing this for Andy. And then God gets pushed out again. So the prayer, back to my original point, is that it's constantly reminded me that, that I have to go to the person who's greater than I am to ask for him to, to lead my steps. And that is humbling yes. uh, to do for sure. Lisa says, the poem reminds me to be on guard for counterfeit Christians or worse yet, wolves in, uh, in sheep's clothing that are leading people. <laughs> I could see that too. Yeah. And? I think it was Pastor Jack who said, Lord, not, help me not to be a better Jack or the best version of that Jack, but yeah. help me to be the best version of Jesus I can be. Wow. That is good. I think he did say that. I remember yes. that happening. Uh, but Lisa, thank you for... Uh, Reminding, reminding us of that. That's so important. Maybe that's where I got it. It's possible. <laughs> More of you and less of us, Lord. <laughs> yes. Hey, real quick, before we go to the scripture, um, I want to show you some of this new branding we got. And um, I'm going to throw it out to you. We um, like one in particular, but I would just like to know what the audience likes. We got these new logos created um, and we will, let's see, I'm going to start randomly. Let's go with the one here. There's one of them. It's our, our new logo that we're working on. It's a little bit of a 3D um, uh, look to it. And then we have this one. 
And then we have this one. So we'll call one the all red. Yeah. And then the red lion versus the white lion. Yes. Okay. Which one do you think that we should use on a more regular basis? We have all of them to our um, to be able to use. I just had them created. And um, how are you feeling about the the new the new look of the logo? Yeah. Didn't we have one that was a light background too? Well, you can do. We can do any kind of background. Oh, okay. Yeah. I these are just on a um, on a black background right now, just so we can see them. But yeah, we can I, do any kind of I background. I think I like the this one. Hmm. Yeah. I like them all. I just see how we could use them in different ways. I see that. I, I agree. <laughs> oh, look at that. <laughs> uh, amen. And David Everton, he likes number three. And now I don't know which order we went into. Yeah, it's number three, all red with black. <laughs> I think this was uh, hard to tell. Oh, they have numbers on them. Well, they can't see the numbers. We can't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Lisa likes number one. So now we got to, yeah, we have to, you have to give us the colors. All red, white line or red line? If you take all red. All red. Uh, oh, interesting. You know, and David's an aesthetic guy. Yes. You know, the, the the blood of Jesus is where I see that red. That was, ah, one, of, that was one of my good. instructions was that, you know, we wanted it to be kind of the, color, the blood red mm. for the blood of Jesus. That was one of my thoughts. Instructions. That was one of my instructions. We could change it too, but I just, can you can you do them again, please? Yes, Lisa. Would. <laughs> um, and you know what? I'm going to do them in the order that I have them numbered here. And this is number one. This is with the number on our side. Number two. And number three. And if you do them really fast, it looks like a light show. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah. <laughs> and our podcast viewers have no idea what we're yeah. doing. We're showing different logos. Yeah, you'll have to go to the video to see that. Go to um, Living Fearless Devotional on YouTube, and you'll be able to see the video if you want to see what it is we're showing you. Um, and see, I love that you remember the podcasters. Okay. You are fantastic. Number three, says Lisa Wood. And that is. Can I get to the scripture? Yeah. <laughs> I like the story of the Ethiopian. So this Acts. is the story of oh. Philip and the Ethiopian in Acts 8, 26 to 39. Now, and notice how many spiritual indications Philip's getting. Uh, and this is after the Lord has um, risen again and gone back up to heaven. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So here's an angel. He starts out and on his way, he meets an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Kandak, which means the queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship and on his way home was sitting in his chariot, reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah, the prophet. <laughs> go to the chariot and stay near it. And he's running. I wonder if the Lord meant to run, but anyways. So Philip says, do you understand what you're reading? How can I? He said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. And this is the passage of scripture. The eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter and as a lamb before it's sure is silent. In his so he did not open his mouth In his humiliation. He was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about himself or someone else? 
Then Philip began with the very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, here's water. What can stand in the way of me being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away and the eunuch didn't see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. If this isn't an indication of God in every single step we take, I don't know what is, because he is on the road. The angel tells him to go down to a specific part of the road, then tells him to get out, I mean, to, to get up next to this chariot. And at that precise moment, he's reading the prophetic scripture about Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like who can orchestrate that other than God? He explains it, and then they're like passing by water, and they're like, hey, let's get baptized. <laughs> what a coincidence. There happens yeah. to be water. And then he disappears. The spirit has him go poof. This is a really extraordinary, really extraordinary story, folks. Philip and the Ethiopian, uh, Acts 8, 26 to 39. Wow. And if you talk about complaining, if anybody had could have complained, it's a eunuch. <laughs> Those were the days. <laughs> Acts twenty to twenty. Uh, Acts twenty twenty six. Therefore, I testify to you this day: I am innocent of the blood of all men, and I've never seen this applied to us today. And that was a cool application that Spurgeon used mm-hmm. by saying, "When you allow your words to be a guidance and a light in the darkness, then you could say, I'm innocent of the blood of all men.'" But if we don't, if we don't um, share the gospel and try to save people, then how are we going to answer for that? Then we don't go to the Lord saying, I'm innocent to the blood of men. Because mm. we wouldn't technically be innocent. So true. Wow. It, it goes a little bit with what I was talking about yesterday on the, um, the Fearless Man podca- podcast is that um, it's one thing to just accept Jesus Christ as your Lord, just to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and uh, and having faith and trusting that everything that is in the Bible is true. That's one thing. But it, now, like I said, there, there's many people, like I was saying yesterday, there's many people that say, well, now that I've done that, I can do just about anything because right. now God will just forgive me. <clears throat> but that's not how we are to live. That at some point, he's going to say, "You know what? I've had it with you. You, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to protect you anymore." And he's going to let you go down these uh, these paths that are going to lead to destruction. Um, but uh, once we've accepted Jesus Christ, Lord Savior, it is incumbent upon us upon us to walk to, to walk it out and to do everything you can to live with every fear day. Fear and trembling. <clears throat> and it's not to say that now we have to be perfect like Jesus Christ. That that should be the goal. The problem is we cannot. It's impossible because we have a sinful nature. Um, but that's not an excuse to be sinful, right? So, it, it, but you do your best because the most important thing is that God knows our thoughts. Like we can walk around with a big smile on our face, like uh, uh, what's his name? The pastor in Texas. I always forget his name. I don't know why. You know, the big guy goes like this. Hi. Oh, Joel Osteen. Joel Osteen. You can, I walk around looking like him and inside you're, you're going, oh, these people are really stupid for giving me money. They're really dumb. <laughs> And, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm really good and I'm all I'm all fantastic and I'm so nice and inside. I'm not saying that he's not. He could quite possibly could be a fairly nice guy. Here he is. 
Yeah. I met his sister at a conference once. Oh, really? Yeah, she's really awesome. Does too. she walk? No, 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 she's a little more down to earth, but still <laughs> pretty deep. And I love it when, when Pastor reminds me, or Pastor, when Pastor, you know, just Pastor, Pastor Jack, uh, you know, talks about him himself uh, and says that, you know, this guy right here, um, not that great, not that great. But, uh, you know, he just reminds us every day that none, he, of us he, he, none of us are great, that we all have to work every day uh, very hard. And that's what God wants us to see, us working towards being as perfect as Jesus Christ, looking at him as an example. All right. Anything else, my love? Let's see. Oh, we have another comment. Oh, <laughs> Kevin, like number three. <laughs> wow. That's so funny. You know, it's so interesting. It's, uh, you know, I could go back to creating um, book covers and, and people, you know, I used to be in this in this space and still am somewhat just through another organization I'm with. Um, but people would create these what they thought were beautiful book covers. And that we would look at them, some of us who were coaches in helping people write their books and create the book covers. And we go, that's not that great. <laughs> and they'd, they'd cry and they'd be so upset. And oh, first we'd imagine. say, we know, I know that you're probably in love with your cover. It's just like showing somebody a dress and being yeah. like, how do you like my new dress? Being like, it's silly, kind of ugly. And they sashay in like, look at this. Yeah. Go, mm. Not so great. <laughs> That's hard. <laughs> but yeah, we'll look it's at something. It's subjective, too. It is. But that's good. You got to throw it out there a little bit and see what attracts people to it. I'm sure the guy that ran, maybe ran Coca-Cola, maybe didn't like that logo in the beginning and thought it was too plain or something like that. But people, you know, some other people that had a discerning eye or were looking at it and they said, that speaks Coca-Cola back when it had Coke in it. Not now. I don't even know why I went there. Anything else, my love? <laughs> I'm longing for Jan's little picture of the squirrel with the nut. <laughs> I want to finish with one more thing really quick because it's short. Well, it's kind of short. Not really. It's Jim Ryman, who is the editor for Morning by Morning, and just finish off with his thoughts so we can bring it back to the devotional, my love. Oh, that's great. All right. He says, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And he told Nicodemus, light has come into the world, but men loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. But whoever lives by the truth, lives by the truth, lives by, lives the, by the truth, comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. The Lord, who is the light, also told his followers, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Amen. Let your light shine before men. That last part's uh, from Matthew fourteen or Matthew five fourteen through sixteen. So good. Wow. All right. Should we uh, tell people about the Edify app? Oh, yes. We're members of the Edify Christian Podcast Network. Yay. And they have this great app, edifi.app. If you check it out, download, subscribe, it would be a huge blessing to us. The more subscribers we have, 
the cooler we seem to people. <laughs> and so does God. All I right. don't know if God cares about how many mm-hmm. subscriptions we get. No. But well, it more just... people would hear his word. Hopefully. Yeah. Okay. And see how great he is. God is great yes. all the time. Yes. You took my part. I was supposed to say all the time. Oh, okay. Say God is great. God is great. All the time. All right, my friends. We love you. God bless. God bless you. Take care.